Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies today, I'm your host James Seltzer. It is Thursday, August the fourth, and what a win from your Phillies yesterday—a early day baseball game, a 12:20 start. You don't get too many earlier than that, and it certainly felt like one of those getaway day games early on. I mean, it was a getaway day game, but it certainly felt like one of those games where both teams just came up. Ready to hack. We got two good pitchers on the hill. They're working. They're moving. And the bats are quick. Hits are few. And it's a 0-0 game for a while. And then, and then, Orlando friggin' Arcia goes yard in the fifth inning. Wheeler was brilliant outside of that one mistake. But he goes yard and it just felt like a one nothing loss, didn't it? And, and shame on me. You know, and and I'm sure there were Phillies fans who believed the Phillies were going to come back and win that game. I just, after getting bludgeoned 13 to one the night before, and you know the excitement of the trade deadline, and then this just kind of lackluster showing for seven plus innings from this offense, or you know seven innings from this offense, it uh, you know, really made me feel. Like they were not going to find a way to, to to pull it out. And lo and behold, they find a way to pull it out. And they do it in um, a shocking, miraculous way, considering how this season has gone. Let's dive into this game, react to it all. Still, obviously, more to get to in reacting to the trade deadline. As you know, we talked yesterday about the moves the Phillies made. We saw one of them already paying off yesterday. David Robertson gets the save and looked Damn good in doing it. And then tonight, Noah Syndergaard making his Phil's debut down at Citizens Bank Park. The Washington Nationals coming down. A big weekend. Tomorrow we'll dive more into the um, alumni week of it, a weekend of it all, honoring the 1980 Philadelphia Phillies, including the first-time return of Pete Rose to a Phillies field in a long, long, long time. So... We'll dive into that tomorrow. A lot, we'll obviously, a lot of um, a lot of info, you know, stuff going around about that, and and we'll dive into the alumni weekend, the excitement of it all, and the Pete Rose of it all uh, tomorrow on the show. But again, let's react to this game. We'll look ahead. A lot going on. Again, a big four game series with the Nationals coming up. As you know, again, it was so important to sweep uh, to split that Brave series. Knowing you had the Nats coming up, the Cardinals game rained out last night against the Cubs. The Cardinals do not play the Phillies now a half game up in the wild card. We talked a lot yesterday about the changing nature of the National League playoff race in the sense that, you know, with the Padres going out and adding Josh Hader and 
adding, uh, you know, Brandon Drury and adding Josh Bell and, oh yeah, adding a guy named Juan freaking Soto. Um, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think we can say that that playoff spot will be locked up by the San Diego Padres. You know, again, baseball's weird. Weird things happen. We've seen teams make big blockbuster deals and it's not paid off. Feels like the Padres got substantially better <laughs> deadline adding those guys. So it's hard to see a world where the Padres do not play. And they've already you know, gone on a little mini winning streak, three straight since the deadline. So hard to see how the Padres don't grab that second wild card or even catch the Braves the first wild card. Who knows how well the Padres play. But um, it really does put the Phillies in a spot where you know they're playing for one spot. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking and terrifying as that is. It's, you know... The Cardinals and the Brewers are actually in better shape in that they are, are playing for two spots. You know, like those teams have two angles to get into the the race, the playoff race, whereas the Phillies just have the one, or so it would seem. You know, you never know, theoretically. I guess it's possible they could catch the Braves but, or the Padres, theoretically, but, you know, not counting on it. But it looks like it's going to be the Phillies versus the, the Cardinals-Brewers loser. You know, one of those two teams is going to win the division. The other of those two teams is going to play the Phillies or face the Phillies for that wild card spot. I mean, or, or you know, battle the Phillies for that wild card spot. Um, so there isn't a lot of margin for error the rest of the way with this Phillies team. The Cardinals have a really easy schedule the rest of the way. The Brewers' schedule isn't super hard. Um, and the Brewers lose the Pirates last night in a in a thriller. That is huge. Or yesterday afternoon, whatever you want to call it, that's big. We're rooting against the Brewers and the Cardinals right now. Rooting against both. We want both those teams to fall out of it and the Phillies just grab that wild card. And look, if they do get that wild card, they would play the winner of that division in the first round. And, you know, I feel like they could beat the Cardinals or the Brewers in the playoffs. Like, I do think that it's one of those strange things where I feel um, worse about their chances to get that final spot. And again, I feel good. Like, if you and we are ways away, we still have, you know, essentially two months of baseball left, a little under, but. You know, if I had to bet right now, I would bet on the Phillies to get that playoff spot. I think they are a better baseball team than the Cardinals and Brewers, especially when they get Harper back, especially with Segura coming back here, especially with the prospect of Nick Castellanos not being terrible. We'll get into that, obviously. Um, But um, I do think they're better than those teams, particularly the Brewers. The Brewers, you know, pitching has really carried this team. And, um, you know, they make that hater trade kind of signaling their clubhouse, hey, guys, you know. We're not totally all in on this year. They did get Taylor Rogers back, but you know it's it's not the same thing. Um, maybe a little of of life sucked out of that ball club. Potentially, we'll see how that plays out. But ultimately, I do think the Phillies have a real chance to make the playoffs, and I feel better about them in the playoffs. Like I think they went around in the playoffs if they can get there. They just got to get there, you know. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fascinating. It's gonna be a thrilling, thrilling couple months here. I really do think it's gonna come down to the wire. And the Phillies now seven games above five hundred. Continue to win games that they would not have won the last few years. I mean, that one yesterday, let's get into it, was a classic. The 2021-2020-2019-2018 Phillies do not win that baseball game. <laughs> they just don't. Like, let's be honest. We know they don't. And they did yesterday. It was really a thrilling fashion, too. Wheeler, again, was brilliant. Goes seven innings, gives up five hits, no walks, one run, seven strikeouts. The one run, a one mistake to Orlando Arcia, and Arcia plopped it in the... Uh, left center field seats, but other than that, Wheeler was just brilliant, like truly, truly brilliant yesterday, Um, exactly what the Phillies needed, and again, you know, really a slow-going type of day for the offense, as the offense is unable to get anything going, one hit 
all day, heading into the eighth inning, and they finally, finally break it open in the eighth. First and third, JT Romuto at the plate, one out. Romuto hits a slow grounder to third. They go for the double play to second. Romuto chugging to first base, the throw to first. He's out! Or is he? They show the replay. JT was clearly safe. They challenge it. We got a tie game. That was thrilling stuff there. And and it, and it felt like in the moment you couldn't tell if he was safe or out. As soon as you saw the replay, it was clear he was safe. He was, you know, a, a half second safe. Um, but when he hit the ball in my head, I'm like, there's no way JT doesn't beat this out. That is a slow roller, baby. We got a tie game. And then when he called him out, I was like, oh, God, it's, it is that day. It's exactly that day, you know? And then when I saw the replay, I literally jumped out of my seat, pumped my fist, and went, yes, yes, he's safe, you know, because it just felt so momentous in that moment because last year he's out, the year before he's out, the year before he's out. <laughs> it really didn't feel like he was just going to be out, even though it felt like he should have been saved. Big, big, big play there for JT to beat that out. And then... Maybe other than the uh, Alec Bowman, Matt Veerling home runs off the aforementioned Josh Hader earlier this year in Milwaukee. Those still probably the two most shocking home runs of the season. Look, we've had some shockers, you know, uh, the uh, the Bryson Stott walk off, the Bryson Stott winner in the ninth where they had to close out in the bottom of the ninth. Like we've had some some surprise home runs this season. I, I would have never thought that on August 4th, Nick Castellanos hitting just a home run, a big one, but a home run in the eighth inning baseball game, would be the next most surprising home run of the season other than those Josh Hader home runs. Nick Castellanos with Romuto on first, 1-1 ball game, cranks one to center field. Nick gets a hold of one. A classic Nick Castellanos driving the ball to center field over the center field wall. Man, a shot. 3-1 Phillies. What happened? I Again, floored in the moment. As surprised by a Phillies home run as I've been since those haters. Like, hater home runs. Like, Man, he has struggled so much. It has been so long since he's driven the ball out of the ballpark. And not just for him to finally hit a home run, but for him to hit one in that spot, to to hit a massive, clutch, ultimately game-winning home run in Atlanta against the Braves in a game you absolutely had to have. Man, Nicky Castellanos. I, I again, you know. All right, so I, I loved Castellanos this offseason. Anyone who listens to this show, anyone who listens to anything I do knows that I was all in on the Castellanos signing. May I call the hand up? Right, you know, I we can't, we can't, we we miss sometimes, and then I miss all the time. You know, it happens. Um, but but this one, I really, this one didn't feel like a miss. This felt like a, you know, what the bleep is happening. You know, I've watched this guy hit way too much. It was, you know, again, I, Jack Fritz said this, and I couldn't remo- agree more. One of the one of the most surprising things I've ever seen in my lifetime watching baseball. One of the most unexplainable things that I remember in my life watching baseball is this guy who is just a hitter who just goes out and and just rakes and gets hits and home runs and is a a feared dominant silver slugger hitter for him to just completely and totally seemingly forget how to 
hit a baseball. For him to look so feeble and weak at the plate has been soul-crushing for me. I've talked about it. You know, it has crushed my soul. I, I, I was so excited about this guy coming here, and it has been just one massive disappointment after another. Like, consistently, this guy has broken my heart and broken my soul. And and yesterday, you know, really for the, you know, we had that, that nice little month to start, really for the first time since Nick Castellanos has been here, I was excited he was here again. <laughs> I was excited because, man, was that a big home run. And look, you know, um, he has seeing him drive the baseball like that is, is really, really eye-opening. We talked in the Pittsburgh series how he had a couple of nice hits. You know, him pulling the ball down the left field line for a double was uh, almost as shocking as seeing that home run yesterday as he has been... You know, basically every hit he gets is a little check swing to the opposite field or a little ground ball that finds a hole to the opposite field. Soft, weak stuff. And, you know, you can say over the last week plus, you know, Castellanos starting to drive the ball a little bit, starting to hit the ball a little better. Like, I am, he has crushed my soul far too much for me to say he's back. But if he's back to any level, like even if he's not 309-34 guy from last year, even if he's, you know, a 280-25 guy or, you know, a guy who's, you know, a still solid major league hitter. I mean, what a what a what a difference. I mean, you want to talk, and we did talk and we'll talk about the trades they just made and the impact they will have. You know, there's no bigger trade the Phillies can make this trade deadline than getting Nick Castellanos back and then eventually getting Bryce Harper back. And that's not even mentioning getting Gene Segura back. And we and and you know, also getting Ranger back, by the way, like who looks like he's back. I mean that I mean, those are the type of things that that could totally change a season around. I love the trades they made, but you know, they did not trade for anyone who can have the impact like Nick Castellanos can have if he goes from being the the anchor on this team that he's been to to being Nick Castellanos. I mean, it changes everything. It would change everything for this baseball team. It really would. It's it's honestly, it's astounding that they have maintained the way they have. That they have. You know, one more games than they lost without Bryce Harper. If you know, we all take ourselves back to that super, super upsetting moment when it happened, and and thinking about it, we all said, you know, all right, Nick, it's time for Nick Castellanos to step up. You know, now's the time. Harper's out. You are the the guy they brought in to hit. Go hit, buddy. And he really hasn't until the last week or so. You know, he's been getting better. It's not fair. Like two weeks. Or so he's been getting more and more hits. Some three hit nights. That one four at night. That was in Pittsburgh. But still, you know, kind of moving towards, you know, better numbers. And, uh, you know, last night, I think really the the pinnacle, just seeing him drive the ball over the center field fence. I mean, it really was, again, astounding and so necessary and so needed for this team. And uh, really has a chance to, to, again, change the season completely. Like if Nick Castellanos can be good, I mean, it changes everything. It really does. It changes the whole complexion of what this team can be, of of their chances to make the playoffs, of their chances in the playoffs. It really could be a, a massive, massive thing for this franchise. And we saw it finally pay off a little bit yesterday. That was a big, big, big home run. They get Wheeler the win. Wheeler was brilliant. The bullpen gets the job done. A little a little scary for Sir Anthony. Sir Anthony comes and gets two thirds of uh goes two thirds of an inning, but um makes it a little scary. You know, base is loaded first, uh gives a some base runners, 3-1, you're a little scared. And then Jose Alvarado comes in and efficient. 
gets the job done, gets a pop out, ends the inning, and then and then we get to the ninth. And hello, finally, can we say with any gusto and any uh, any um, true happiness, welcome to Philadelphia, David Robertson. I know we said that last time. It did not go well. He looked awesome yesterday. I mean, he came in and just literally mowed down the Braves, gets two strikeouts, pop out, looked awesome in doing it. He really did. He looked awesome going up against some good hitters. Just got outs, you know, and uh, it was that was really, really nice to see what a thought. Having your closer come in and shut a game down. Uh, tr- rephrase. Having your trade deadline acquisition closer come in and shut a game down. Brandon Workman, Heath Hembry, uh, you know, these guys would like a word. They would like to know how this is done. That this They, they didn't know it was allowed for David Robertson his first appearance, uh, second time as a Philly to come in and just shut the door. What a thrilling thing that was, huh? Jeez, I mean, it feels like that's never happens. It honestly felt like when Robert, even with the shock and the the Cassianos homer and all that, where it was like, oh my goodness, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm sure Robertson will come in and be terrible because that's the way this works for the Phillies, and it does, it really does feel different. I mean, yesterday alone, like if you want to look as a, a a little microcosm of why this season is different than others, yesterday was it, just in and of itself. They go down to Atlanta for a big, meaningful game and win it. That in and of itself feels unique and rare. They get a massive game-winning clutch home run from Nick Castellanos. It has been just a disaster. You know, that type of thing definitely isn't happening last year and wasn't happening two months ago with Nick Castellanos. And then the guy they trade for at the deadline to come in and close games actually comes into his first game as a Philly and shuts the door. I I just, it was such an unexpected victory comparative to the the type of Phillies teams we've seen the last few years. It was really a, if you're looking for hope, belief in this team, yesterday's, yesterday's it. That's what you should be looking at. It was a good baseball team yesterday that beat a better baseball team probably, but but won a game they had to after losing 13-1 to and did it in a, in a surprising way. And we've seen a lot of that this season. This team has won, and trust me, they've lost games they shouldn't. We know that, but they've won, especially you know since Thompson took over. They've really won a lot of games that didn't feel like they were going to win. The Stott games, the Hater game, the game last night, you know, or yesterday afternoon, I should say. I mean, there have been so many, so many of these type of, wow, I can't believe they actually won that game games. And that doesn't, that has not been the case the last few years. And, you know, it's it's really exciting where this team is at right now, and it's really exciting what's in front of them. The schedule, obviously, I mean, we got four straight with the Nats, then three against the Marlins. That is seven games against teams. One, uh, Four games against, you know, arguably, after the trade deadline, the the worst team in baseball. That is, you know, one thing we talked about, the the frustration of Juan Soto going to San Diego and them competing with the Phillies for a playoff spot. The flip side of that, and it is, you know, lesser, but the flip side of that is you still have 11 games left against the Washington Nationals, and now they don't have Juan Soto or Josh Bell on that team. I mean, that's, there are... A barren roster. Barren. It is It is as ugly a roster as you will see. And again, probably one of the worst, if not the worst, teams in baseball at this moment. And you got four straight against them. Now you got 11 against them total. Like, this is a good spot to be in for the Phils. And again, a team that's that's winning games, that's continuing to find ways to, to get the job done. Um, I mean, I'm excited. I'm really excited about this team, and I really do feel like they are... Uh, 
a real playoff contender. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And again, it's 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 frustrating because the way this plays out, and I think ultimately the Cardinals, the Brewers, will flag enough where the Phillies will make it. But like, it is one of those years where an eighty-eight win team could miss it or whatever, and that would be a shame because you know eighty-six win team could miss it, whatever it is, because the Phillies have been better than that. You know, they they've been better than that type of team. Um, and you know, they've been better. Uh, an eighty-eight win team would be a really good baseball team. Um, that's a that's a playoff team, and and they might not make it if it if it goes the wrong way. But I do feel confident that one of those two teams will fall off a bit, and I think the Phillies will keep winning games, at least keep winning at a clip high enough to to make the playoffs. And again, I do feel good about where this team is at, the moves they made. You know, we talked about it a lot yesterday, but we're going to see. You know, we already seen David Robertson pay off last night. Why they brought that guy in there, having him at the back end of the bullpen just changes the dynamics of the pen. It gives him so much more versatility. Again, it also got rid of Juris Familia. Today, not only do we see Syndergaard, but I think we're going to see Brandon Marsh. He should be here starting in center field. That's exciting as well. See that defensive prowess with our own eyes and see what kind of difference that can make. And also just having the excitement of, you know, having Cindergard on the hill, having Marsh in center field, having Robertson in the bullpen after added to what this team is is got going on, added to the juice of Nick Castellano seeing bowling balls up at the plate, beach balls up at the plate. It's looking big for Nicky all of a sudden. The confidence potentially back. What a difference that could be. What if Castellanos goes out and just starts raking? I'm excited. The Phillies are good. I feel good about this team. Yesterday felt like a real a real uh, hang your hat on it kind of win. You know, and again, look, to the point of th- this team doesn't do that the last four years, and that's true. We also still have been here the last four years, right? We're, we're here. We, we know this. This sense of memory is built up in us. I still, the bullpen's really good, and I still just always in the back of my mind have that bit of, of fear that has been built up after the last few years of just, no, they will let me down. They will let me down. They, you know, it's, it's, it's burned into my body, into my brain, into my soul. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's it takes a little time to, to get rid of that, to shed that, so to speak. Um, but I think we're heading in that direction, and this team is good, and it's okay to kind of start to shed that fear from years past and believe that this team can can move forward and start to really put something together with Segura coming back any moment. Harper on the horizon. These new guys here. Noah Syndergaard is starting a game for the Phillies tonight. I mean, that's fun in and of itself just to think about that. It's kind of fun to have Wheeler and Syndergaard. It kind of made me get in the Mets' heads with that a little bit, hopefully. Regardless, it is, um, it's really nice to see this team kind of coming together. And obviously, Rob Thompson has done a nice job with them. And it is even weird just looking at the schedule to see Syndergaard there. Going. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's good. I'm excited. I'm excited about this team. I'm excited where they're at. I really, again, yesterday was a, a tent pole type of win. I think you could look back. And again, to the point I was making before, we've, we've done this whole, like, this is the one that turns it around. I don't, that's not, nothing to do with it. Like, I don't think they need to turn around. I don't think they need a moment. Like, they're good. They're a good team that wins games now. But I think this is the type of win where you can look at it and be like, yeah, like, that's a win. They don't, that's, it's a, it's a win that can make you believe in the team because they don't win that game last year. They just don't. And to do it in Atlanta, do it the way they did with Castellanos being the guy and what that could maybe do for him moving forward from a confidence perspective, what having Syndergaard and Marsh and Robertson added to this roster can do for a confidence perspective, the boost that this team will get in potentially less than a month when Bryce Harper comes back. (laughs) There's real reason to be excited about this team. Real, true, 
believable reason for excitement. And uh, I think it's okay to dive on board. And again, we all know the the potential outcomes. Look, we've dealt with we've dealt with more pain than any fan base can even imagine. You know, no one's even in our our hemisphere when it comes to that. But we know. We know that if we let ourselves dive into this, that there is a chance that the Cardinals and Brewers play good baseball too, and that at the end of the year we're looking up and the Phillies are an 88 or an 89 win team and the Cardinals won 90 and the Brewers won 91 or whatever. You know, that could happen. I don't think it will, but it could. But this team's going to be good. They're going to be in it, and it's worth diving in with and, and, and believing in and having fun with because we have not had this type of team in a long time here. I believe that. Whether they make the playoffs or not, this is the best Phillies team we've had in a decade. And that in of itself is exciting, and it's time to get behind him. And boy, if Nick Cassianos can start hitting, they're in. I, I feel like that is a such a game-changing type thing. All right, four-gamer against the uh, Nats at home uh, before three at home against the Marlins. Cindergard tonight against Paolo Espino. Tomorrow it's Gibby versus Gray. Uh, Jai Gray, best pitcher on that team. Ranger versus Patrick Corbin on Saturday, and then Aaron Nola against Abbott on Sunday. Um, you know, you want a four-game sweep. You want a four-game sweep. I will take three of four. Either way, it's a you got to win some games in Washington. Again, you are way better than them, so make it happen. We'll react to the first one tomorrow. Preview the weekend as well. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.